Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1502. If they can go into the corner faster than you, then you can do the same. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I'm revved up and so excited to share with you today a very special guest calling in from Atlanta, or I should say Savannah, Georgia, Michael Carter. Michael Carter is a racer driving for his father's team, Carter Racing Enterprises. They are campaigning two cars in an effort to make a strong run for the 2020 championship. Michael jumped into his first racer at the age of four. That's right, four, a quarter midget that He became eligible to race when he was only five years old, which is insane. At 13, he ran the front-wheel drive four-cylinder class at Oglethorpe Speedway, which was a dirt track. And in 2014, he ran at Road Atlanta, Daytona, Sebring, and Homestead, just to name a few great tracks. In 2016, he ran the SCCA Majors and jumped to the Majors in 2017, where he earned many podium finishes. In 2018, Michael podiumed 18 out of 20 races. Incredible. And in 2019, Michael raced for Copeland Motorsports in the Battery Tender Global MX-5 Series and won Rookie of the Year, earning him a scholarship to race this year in 2020. Very cool. We'll be back in a minute to talk to Michael, but first a word from our sponsors that make Cars Yeah! possible. We'll be right back. Buckle up. Hey, Cars Yeah! I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you a Cars Yeah subscriber? If you're not, go to CarsYeah.com, click on the free book button, and I'll send you my free filler up book. It's a very cool book I created of fuel filler fun, some very cool imagery, and great quotes from past guests here on Cars Yeah. Plus, you'll get my weekly email follow-up and my weekly blog. Just go to CarsYeah.com, click on the free book button, and I'll send it to you right away. Thanks for subscribing. Hey, Michael, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Let's get after it. Yeah, right. Sounds good. Tell our listeners, before I jump into some of the questions here, Michael, a little bit about yourself and about your racing career. So currently, I'm a second-year business administration student at the Georgia Institute of Technology here in Atlanta. That's why I'm calling in from here today. I'm currently 20 years old. Um, I've been racing for over three-quarters of my life, ever since I was five. When I was four, I started practicing my dad's parking lot at his shop at the time. 
Um, Incredible. You know, just, yeah. How'd you reach the pedals, Michael? I mean, my gosh, at four years old, it's mind-boggling. I know. It's uh, kind of crazy to look back on. Time just you know, keeps on going along. And that's pretty much about you know my life. And currently, we're preparing for the current race season that's uh, upcoming. A lot of exciting things in store. Well, no doubt. It's pretty cool. And uh, you mentioned our pre-show chat. You, you're kind of a business major. People were asking why you weren't doing engineering, but you also are now studying a little engineering as well. Is that like a co-major that they allow? So it's a program that, that has been, I think, at Georgia Tech for, I would say, about the last 20 years. I'm not really sure, but but it's a program. Um, it's very selective. 400 people applied, and they, at the end, 60 got into it. It's a program where business majors like myself can get a minor in engineering or vice versa, engineers can get a minor in business. And there's also another route for computer science majors. But it's a it's just a very cool program and uh, a lot of people want to be in it. It's very selective. I just recently got accepted into that, so that's kind of been huge other than the racing season. Well, congratulations for that. Obviously racing is a business and so the fact that you're tying that in I think it's tremendous and with the engineering as well, which is pretty cool. So it's a mixture of everything you need. Um, well, most everything you need in racing. So I think that's great. Tell our listeners maybe one little thing that most people don't know about you, Michael. I would say the biggest thing that people won't know about me is I, I don't really, I don't drive the sportiest car as my daily driver. I drive a, a 2006 Cadillac CTS. If there's a, there's a funny story with that last year, uh, we were racing an MX-5 Cup race at Barber, and one of the series pit road reporters or announcers, uh, Tony Laporta, I remember pulling up early. It's like 7 o'clock. You know, we're all, you know, running on fumes from the day before, and uh, Tony pulls up next to me, and he starts laughing. He starts pointing at me. He's like, you know what we're going to be talking about first today is this <laughs> this pile that you pulled up in today. So, uh, but that that's, that's something funny, maybe, that you know, most people don't really know about me. Well, now they all know, but that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. You know, it's you you have fun and get the speed on the track where it's safest, so there's no need. You you just got to like an old man's cruiser there for getting exactly. around town and so forth. Exactly. But nothing wrong with that. You know, no. and Cadillac, you look at where Cadillac has come today. I know yours is an older model, but my gosh, I mean, they completely reinvented themselves as a mark. And then, of course, on the track with uh, uh, the racing success that Cadillac has seen as well. So. Uh, I think that's just fine. Very fun. The secret's out of the bag now. Well, let's share a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that has meaning for you. It's a nice way to get the tires smoking here on cars. Yeah. So, Michael, grab the wheel. So, something that I've been thinking about this question is uh, it, it kind of ties into racing. Every Everything in my life, really, you can look back and it has something to do with racing. But the main thing, like my success mantra would be, my dad always tells me, or when I was coming up through the ranks and all that, you know, if they, if if they can go into the corner faster than you, then you can do the same. You know, I come from racing in a lot of spec classes where all the cars are the same. We have the same equipment. You know, if somebody blows by you on the outside and carries ten more miles an hour through the corner than you, then then you ought to be able to do it too. And and that not only carries into my racing, but it also carries into life. Seeing the successes of other people, whether it be you know, simple as, you know, grades in school and, you know, my classmates and all that. If they can make 100 on the test, then I can do the same. If they can make straight A's, then I can do it also. 
that's something that I carry in my life. You know, I don't really think of anything that I can't do. I continue to surprise myself like, you know, every day of what what I can accomplish. And I think taking that from racing and and also not not only just keeping it in the racing world, but applying that to my, you know, real life experiences is uh something that, that has really, you know, been a, a big part of my life, I think. Well, I think it's a wonderful way to go through life and your dad obviously what comes to mind here is uh, my wife is a big Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks football fan. I, I like him too, but she's totally crazy about him. And our quarterback here, Russell Wilson, a great quarterback, great leader. And one of his mantras is, why not me? And yeah. the idea came from his father too, this saying, well, if someone else can do this, why can't I do it? Uh, I might have to work a little harder. Maybe I don't have their skill sets or their muscular build, or maybe they're a little smarter, but maybe they've worked a little harder than I am. So why not me? So I think it's a a great way to go through life. And we hear this all the time. People always say, oh, he's so lucky. He's so successful. Oh, like, well, maybe he just worked harder. You know, (laughs) maybe instead of going out and partying on a Saturday night, he was cracking open the books and studying. Or maybe he had a second job, or maybe he doesn't waste money on silly things so he can save it and invest it. Uh, he or she. So I think it's a great way to go through life. And yeah, if someone else can do it, you know what? You can do it too. And maybe you can even do it a little better. So exactly. there you go. There's a little inspiration for you today from uh, Michael Carter. Let's talk about what you're doing this year, 2020. It's a little early. The season's just getting going here in 2020. Uh, you're racing with your dad's team, Carter Racing Enterprises. What has you excited and fired up about this season? Well, this year, you know, I've, I've- it's really awesome. You know, I get to go professional racing with my dad. Last year, I ran with Copa Motorsports. We had a great year. This year, you know, we're we're starting our own team. It's awesome. I've been working with my dad since I was four. Since we were Well, actually, the- since you were born, probably. Yeah. <laughs> he was but, grooming you, know, you way back then in your diapers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I had a race car simulator at two. You know, there you go. I <laughs> walk. I was sitting in a race car simulator. I've been working with him all this time, you know. And uh, I think it's cool. You know, it's like everything's come full circle. We've done a lot together. We've accomplished a lot. We've won a lot of races and championships. And, and you know, finally we get to go kind of showcase that at this, you know, higher level that both of us have never really been able to do together. Just pretty awesome. And, and you know, in starting our own team, we're right now in preparations for the season. We are actually going to the racetrack on March 16th for the first official test for the series at Barber Motorsports Park. And then the series kicks up, I think, three weeks after that in the first weekend in April at Barber. Nice. And then, so yeah, we're, we're preparing for a two car team. That driver, that second driver will be announced uh, sometime in the near future. Very cool. Tell our listeners what, what kind of car are you going to be driving? What class? Uh, Tell them a little bit more about the kind of racing you're going to be doing. So we're, we're going to be competing in the, 2020 uh, battery tender Mazda X5 Cup Series presented by BF Goodrich Tires. The reason, the the whole reason of why I got involved in that series was um, I won the Mazda shootout back in 2018, and that gave me a scholarship to run last season. And I ran with Copa Motorsports and then won Rookie of the Year. And now I've won an additional scholarship to run this year. We're, we're looking to make a strong run towards the championship. It, we should have a really strong two car team, and we'll be able to make a make a presence. What kind of modifications to these cars are you guys allowed to do to run in this series? 
So the MX-5 Cup cars are uh, a spec car. They're built by a, I would say, like a, it's like a subcontracted uh, company, a subcontracted race team that Mazda contracts to build all the cars. All the cars are built by one maker. They're all the same. This year, something new with the series is they're going away from the traditional H-pattern style transmission. We're actually going to a sequential gearbox for this year. That's one of the big upgrades. But other than that, the, the cars are pretty much stock. Obviously, they have suspension upgrades, such as sway bars. They have some really fancy shocks, different things like that. We run with we run with no hard top. The class is about the Roadster style of the MX-5. But other than that, we, we run on BF Goodrich tires. It's a really great tire. They hold up really well. That's just a... They're a great partner for the series, and it's just Very cool. it works. So. Sounds like it's going to be fun. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. We're going to crawl under the hood and talk about a challenge or even a failure you maybe have maced, uh, made along the way. Maced along the way. Yeah, maced that failure. Get it away from me. Uh, I want you to walk us down a road that maybe was a challenge. Racing is, oh my gosh, fraught with ups and downs. One weekend you're a champ, the next weekend you're a chump. I mean, it's just part of racing. You just never know. So walk us through one of those times in your career where you really were kind of pushed back a bit on your heels. But more importantly, how did you overcome that situation and what was the lesson learned from it? Yeah, well, like you just said, you know, racing is one of those sports where you can go from the highest of highs to the ultimate lowest of lows within a matter of seconds. It's a very wild and unpredictable sport. But I would say one of the biggest challenges in my career so far was ultimately winning the Mazda shootout. In 2016, you know, I started running my, we, we started running SCCA majors. That was my first series of national competition with my spec Miata. I ended up, we went to the runoffs at Mid-Ohio and I ended up finishing second. And that earned me an at-large bid into the Mazda shootout 2016. I was 16 years old. Um, I was one of eight finalists selected to go to New Orleans for the shootout. And at that time, it was a two-day deal. All eight drivers were, we all drove one day. And then at the end of the first day, they narrowed it down to, I believe, three drivers. Well, I didn't even make it to the second day. You know, I got sent home early. And, you know, that was, at the time, you know, almost a, a blessing in disguise. There were some things that I needed to work on and improve. You know, I wasn't ready, obviously. So, you know, at that time, I went through, well, we, we went through this whole thing of, you know, is pro racing, you know, for us, should we even pursue it anymore? You know, we're continuing racing, Spec Miata. So, you know, 2017 went along and we went to the runoffs again. I think I finished fourth. That was in Indianapolis. And then uh, 2018 came along. And 2018 was like a breakout year for me. I won the Southeast majors conference in spec miata i won i think three hoosier super tour races i podiumed 18 out of 20 majors it was just a great year and uh i ended up winning this uh that that year only mazda had the spec miata challenge and if you won the spec miata challenge it was a thirty thousand dollar scholarship to run two mx5 cup races in 2019 i ended up winning that and then my season earned me an at-large bid back to the shootout for 2018. It, it really took me a long time to, you know, consider whether I really wanted to be a part of the shootout again and go down that path. It took me 
nearly six months to decide if I wanted to do it. And, uh, you know, a lot of it weighed on college. How much time am I going to have to go racing? But, uh, you know, we ended up, I went through with it. You know, you only get, you only get so many opportunities to go race professionally. Right. Yeah. You got to take figured, it. Yeah. Yeah. I figured why not? You know, what, what do I have to lose at this point? So, sure. you know, I took it. I went, I ended up winning the shootout and that, that was like, me and my dad, when we built that spec Miata, we had that sole goal of going to the shootout and winning it. You know, we didn't do it the first time, but it took four years, but we eventually won the monster shootout. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that was great. Awesome. So. Persistence. That's what it takes. Well, let's take a short break. Say thank you to a couple sponsors here and we'll be right back. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car, have two cars, or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYEAH and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah. And I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at com. If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting. But what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. All right, we are back, Michael. I would love for you to share a story that instigated this passion you have for cars. We've touched on this a bunch here. I mean, my gosh, you're four years old and your dad throws you in the front seat of a car and says, hey, do some donuts in the parking lot. I'll be out in a minute. I mean, it's, it's mind-boggling to me. But is there a pivotal moment in, in your life when you decided, I want to be a driver? Well, growing up as a kid, you know, I had other things going on other than racing. I played Little League football and I was swimming, played basketball, and I don't think I really perceived the sport of 
racing. You know, I looked at it as fun on the weekends and, you know, from the time to us five to about 10, you know, I, no, it didn't really click with me. The pivotal turning point in my racing career and what flipped me on to really like paying attention, learning, you know, what it took to be fast and, and all that was when I was 10 years old. And, um, we had gone through a period where I switched to a heavier class. We had a newer car. We just had better stuff, better equipment. And, and there was a, you know, I hadn't really, I think I'd won two races in that five year span before that. There was a big region race at our, at our track up in coming Georgia. And I ended up getting into a, a battle with the 16 year old and quarter midgets, you race quarter midgets until you're 16 year old and you have to graduate up. So it was this kid's like last quarter midget race. And, you know, I was 10 and we ended up getting in this serious battle and I ended up winning the race. And, you know, I think that was really the turning point in my racing career and really like the, what sparked my passion for all this. Like if, if you look back on what was the pivotal moment of like somebody's career, I think that would be mine at this point. You know, when I was 10 and I, you know, almost about 10 years ago, when I really like took the effort and the time to really focus on racing. And that was also right after I stopped playing football. You know, if you look at all the things that, that were outside of just that event, you know, it was like, that was the moment where I really, and even my dad, you know, it was like, it was like a, a switch flip. And then all of a sudden I was like fully focused on racing. Very cool. Well, I always ask my guests about their first really special car. Since you drive old clunky old man Cadillacs, uh, <laughs> I'm picking on you a little bit. Let's talk about Maybe the first, and you may have just answered the question. I'm going to twist this a little bit to the first really special race car that you got in. That you went, yeah, this is it. This I'm I'm there. This is where I want to be. Is it that that time when you're ten, or is there another car that you got into that you really found exciting? If you look back and like, what's the most special car, and what kind of shaped me as a race car driver? I think it would have to be my uh, my spec Miata. You know, that was a car that my dad and I would build ourselves in our shop and uh, build, you don't, you don't get, not, not everybody gets to build a race car with their dad and then, then go win races and championships with it. But, you know, I think that was, you know, you think of street cars, race cars, but you know, race cars are a bigger part of my life than street cars. And I think us building that spec Miata in our shop and then taking it and, you know, I, I've really grown in that car. I've, that's what put me on the map to to be invited to the shootout and win the shootout and really shaped me as a road racer you know up until i went spec me out of racing i was pure oval track you know racing against names that now you see running nascar i think that's a special vehicle in in my mind unfortunately i i ended up uh wrecking that car last month oh no down at sebring oh, no. it could be fixed oh, shoot. but uh yeah. but you know i i think that that car has taught me more about racing than any other car. You know, as I age, every time I get in the car, I learn something new. But that that car is what I think taught me the most about anything. Yeah. Well, you got to fix it then. Hang on to it because I've asked a lot of people about cars they've let go, especially racers wishing they'd kept that special first race car. So, yeah, uh, fix that thing up and hang on to it. Well, if you woke up tomorrow and you were a automobile, actually manifested into an automobile, could be a race car, street car, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself as a vehicle, what would a Michael Carter be and why? 
You know, I've also been thinking about this question and uh, I even talked to my dad a little bit about it. You know, what, what kind of car would I be? And then, you know, re-dipping, re- reading deeper into the question, it's how do you perceive yourself as a car? So, you know, my other street car is a BMW M3. It's an E36 1998 BMW M3. And, you know, that car, my grandpa gave it to me. You know, my grandpa, he didn't flog it or dog it through the gears or nothing like that. You know, he drove it very conservatively. And when he wanted to go somewhere, he'd put his foot to the floor and it would, it would go. And I, driving that car, it's like that. It's conservative when you want it to be. And it'll also go like you want it when you want it to. And I, I think that kind of car kind of represents me. You know, if you ever look at me, I'm always smiling or over there calm and don't really show my emotions too much. But when it's time to buckle down and get something done, I'm like all in at that goal at hand, whether that be racing or school or something career related, something that I want. I go after it. And, you know, other times I'm fairly conservative. So. <laughs> well, I like your answer. Uh, you know, and I've got a big smile on my face. I, I have had two E36 M3s. In fact, that's the car that got me onto the racetrack when I started vintage racing. I, I first went to BMW club events just to see if I was comfortable at speed, you know, being out on a track. And I realized, okay, yeah, I think I like doing this. And then I've had two E46 M3s. I still have the last one I bought. I bought it new an 05 E46 M3. And you're right. Those cars are wonderful. I mean, you can go get the groceries, go buy a coffee. They're just tame yeah. and docile, but you push the sport button and put your foot down and they turn into a whole nother thing, yeah, exactly. uh, which is what makes them really fun. And I love the look of them and I love that E36 body style. It's great. So uh, yeah, that's perfect. Put a big smile on my face today, Michael. Well, we are entering what I call the last lap. You've been here many times. The white flag is out. The checkered's in the distance. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of that E36 M3 throttle. So here we go. What's one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many racing successes? I'd say patience. Uh, you yeah, know, that's a good one. Yeah. In the race car, you don't want to burn up your stuff or show your moves too soon or, or you know, even like in real life, you don't want to make a decision without looking at all the possible outcomes or opportunities. You, you want to be patient, make the right choice at the right time. And that's one of my personal habits. There you go. If I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the racing industry, living or deceased, who would it be? It would have to be Roger Penske. And, oh, gosh, uh, yeah. You look at Roger Penske and his successes, and I wouldn't even really want to talk about racing. That would be the last thing, but just about, you know. <laughs> business. His, yeah, <laughs> business and success that he's had, I think. That would be an awesome person to have a sit down and have a conversation with. Ah, most definitely. Incredible person. Uh, how about the best automotive or racing advice you've ever received from someone else? Well, it would have to be from my dad. And it would have to be going back to if they can go in the corner faster than you, then you can do the same. I think that's that's a big thing that I've carried throughout my life. If they, If they can do it, you can do it better. There you go. Yeah, why not me? How about a resource? Is there a go-to that you'd like to share with our listeners that you think they would enjoy? I don't know. I, you know, every time I've run into something that I have trouble with, or I always get a family, you know, and my, uh-huh. yeah, you know, I, I hate to keep on saying my dad, but that's like, you know, anything I race in my life, I always go to my dad or 
my mom, yeah. you know, family. Yeah. I think that's yeah. that's anybody's biggest resource, really. Well, and you know what? A lot of us who have great families take it for granted sometimes. A lot of people don't have family they can go to. They don't have supportive parents or supportive family, or maybe they don't even have parents around, uh, either as they're young or older. So uh, it's a wonderful asset that uh, quite often people uh, maybe don't even think about. And you stop, yeah. and because you know, as a father, I mean, I love it when my kids come and ask me questions. Yeah. Um, you know, you, that's what it's all about is sharing that uh, wisdom down the line. How about a book? Uh, are you much of a reader? And if you are, is there a book you think our listeners would enjoy reading? I guess this is about a year ago. The pastor at my church is always sending me newspaper clips that he, you know, he knows I race and he was, uh, he's always sending me cool stuff. Well, he sent me this newspaper clip about this book that Ayrton Senna had, had written about race car driving. And it's called Ayrton Senna's Principles of Race Driving. It was an article about how rare this book is and what it entails. Well, my mom found it online. The hard book, they said the hard book edition is like the hard one to get. And she found it and actually bought it for me. Nice. Yeah, I think that that it's just something awesome to have. And it's it's got some great things inside of it. You know, yeah, I've got a copy of that book. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's great. You know, and for books that are out of print like that. My gosh, I mean, eBay is a great source. There's all sorts of used bookstores around the country that you can source yeah. these things from. Um, yeah, it's it's cool. Uh, way back when, a friend of mine bought me that when I, you know, jumped into I don't know, 1960 Lotus Formula Junior. I was racing and uh, gave me that book. So, and I love Ayrton Senna. I mean, he's one of my uh, racing heroes. I even have a quote of his on the back of my business card: "The past is just data. I only see the future." So. Uh, that's a good yeah. one. I'll remind everybody you can find all these great resources on Michael's Cars You Ask show notes page. Just go to carsyou.com, type in Michael Carter, and that page will pop right up. All right, Michael, today is a fun day because I'm going to buy you a very cool vehicle. I'm going to buy you any cool vintage car, race car, whatever you want, something fun to park in your garage. But there are a couple rules that might make this decision process a little bit more of a challenge. You can't sell it to fund your racing team. So if you pick a Ferrari GTO, you're stuck with a Ferrari GTO, which wouldn't be bad. Uh, I want you to drive it. I don't want it to sit around and get dusty, but it's the only one cool collector vehicle you can have. So what's it going to be? Well, I think it would have to be a Porsche 917. Oh, I don't know okay. which type or whatever, but like a classic Golf Porsche yeah. 917. I think that of would course. be awesome. Uh, yeah, that'd be pretty darn cool. Yeah. That's something, uh, that my, that's something my dad has always wanted to either build like a replica of or there's there's kit cars out there, you know, and he's always like, man, I could buy me one of those and put it together. It'd be awesome. And, you know, I, I think the same. I think it'd be really awesome. So that has to be the car yeah. that you'd be buying for me. Uh, well, uh, yeah, happy to do that. Sports prototype racer, the iconic Porsche 917. I mean, those cars... Everything about them, I think, for old race cars, and I'm a Porsche guy, so I love those as well. But that car was just that evolution from the 908. Um, and then, of course, they made all the different versions of it and homologated the car. And that great picture at the factory with all those cars lined up, ready to go racing. And, of course, with Gulf livery. I mean, it's so classic. Well, see, I happen to know a guy named Bruce Canepa. In Scotts Valley, California. He's been a guest on Cars Yeah here a few times. He just happens to have a couple of those. So uh, I'll give him a call, see if I can get him to pry one loose. Bruce always willing to sell a car. That's the business he's in. 
Um, and uh, the great thing is a lot of those you can put a license plate on the back and drive it on the street because they were street legal. So maybe in some, not all places, but maybe in some places. But I think that would be fun. A Porsche 917. Nice choice. You put a smile on my face again here. Michael, you've taken me on a fun ride around the track. I knew this would be great. Really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. You're a young guy. You're just getting started, really. Even though you've been racing for 15 years at 20, it's hard to imagine. Before you drive off down the racetrack in that Porsche 917, would you offer us maybe one little pearl of wisdom, a little piece of guidance? Uh, it would have to be that you you, you can never give up. Um, that's something in racing, you know, in 15 years, there's been a lot of times of, man, what are we doing? Should we really be continuing racing or, you know, there's been a lot of trying times, but, but you can never give up. You never know what, what's right around the corner. You never know what's going to happen or who's going to come knocking on your door or what, you know, you never know if there's anything that anybody could take away from this or it's just, you can't stop believing in yourself. You you just have to keep on going no matter what happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, every race car driver, and I've interviewed hundreds now, that's what they all say. And it's true. You think about racing and great races, especially endurance racing. Um, you know what? The last lap, everything could change. Those five guys in front of you could bump into each other. And I mean, you look at what just happened at Daytona. Thankfully, that driver's yeah. okay. Um, yeah. You just don't know. I mean, he's in the lead. He's already, you know, he's like already looking at his trophy in his mind and Boom, one little tap and everything changes and somebody else is the winner. So never, ever give up. It's the same in life. And how can people follow along with Carter Racing Enterprises and your endeavors this year? What are the best ways to follow you? Best ways to follow along are on our Facebook pages. Uh, mine is Michael Carter Racing. Uh, you can go like and follow that. And also Carter Racing Enterprises has a Facebook page. Um, all of our press releases are posted through the MX5 Cup Series on their website and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram pages. You can follow me on Twitter, Michael Carter 08, or you can follow me on Instagram. It's the same thing, Michael, Michael Carter 08. But yeah, follow along. It's going to be a fun year. There you go. Well, we wish you the best of luck on everything that you're going to be doing this year. I'll make sure I put links to those uh, for you listeners out there. Follow along with what this young man's doing. Be inspired. Never give up. He's shared a lot of inspirational things with us today. Michael, thanks for calling in. Thanks for taking some time out of your busy schedule. Best luck with school as well. Don't forget your studies, of course, oh, but yeah. I don't think that's a problem for you. And congratulations on making that other program there uh, at the university. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, this is Mark Green. If you love the Cars Yeah podcast, I have something new for you. I've teamed up with Keith Martin, a collector car market expert and the editor of Sports Car Market Magazine to create the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast. Buy, Sell, Hold is the essence of collecting. Together, we take you on an educational ride into the collector car market, talking with industry experts, helping you navigate your collector car journey so you know when to buy, sell, hold. We talk with seasoned experts, who buy, sell, and hold investment vehicles, and they'll share their insider secrets on how they make their buying decisions when it comes to making these important investments. You'll find the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast on the Cars yeah! website, on the Sports Car Market website, and if you're a podcast app subscriber to Cars yeah! Buy, Sell, Hold will come right to your mobile device, just like the Cars yeah! podcast. 
automatically. Join Keith Martin and me on a great new venture on the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.